Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter 1st verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence in things not seen. One playwright writes, it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief when no one else believes. Dr. King says, if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This podcast is about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. This is Reg Clay. It's March the 10th, 2018, and we have uh, Craig Dickerson. Hey, Craig. Hey, Reg. Good morning. Good morning. And um, we would usually have Deb Carragher, but I think uh, she, um, for whatever reason, she uh, she uh, can't be with us uh, today. Uh, we wish her the absolute best. Yep. She'll be with us again uh, next week. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, but she did supply us with a, um, a Bible verse. She, uh, we were talking about, we wanted to talk about temptation. And um, it'll be uh, 1 Corinthians 10th chapter, 13th verse. But before that, um, I'll open us up in prayer. Please do. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for um, waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning. Uh, We pray that you uh, touch us as we delve into your word and to learn more about what you um, have to teach to us. We pray that everyone who listens to us will be touched by uh, your word and will be enlightened and uh, enhanced uh, by your word, and that everything that we say and do is um, touched by the love of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, good morning, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we uh, said that we were going to talk about temptations, and... Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you. No, 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 not those temptations. <laughs> We're talking about real temptations. Oh, gosh. But I thought that would be a little fun just to, uh, to open that up. You just couldn't help yourself. <laughs> right, I was tempted. I was tempted to do that. Yeah, and, and you did it, and there's no turning back now. <laughs> Grace and salutations, says exactly. Paul. That's exactly right, the to, Apostle Paul. To the people of Corinth. Yep. <laughs> so I will go ahead and read uh, the 10th chapter, uh, 13th verse. This is the NIV version, 1 Corinthians 10th chapter, 13th verse. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. Well, well, well. It's short and sweet, but it's packing a lot. It is. It really is. There's so much to talk about. Um, we can do the uh, the lecto divina. Did you want to? Uh, we can read it again, or we can talk about it. What do you think? Well, let's. Uh, I, I want to adjust the entire First Corinthians a little bit, mm-hmm. and then we can go in. But but it seems as though I mean I'm not going to address the entire. But it's a letter, and mm-hmm. like a lot of Paul's letters, it starts out, you know, telling. Telling them how wonderful these guys are. Right, right. <laughs> you know, you guys are great. You guys are blessed. Mm-hmm. God loves you. Yeah. It's proven it. You know, you all accept, you know, the idea of Christ and you're ready to move forward. And you, right. You understand. And then, okay, after all the flattery, 
<laughs> yep, <coughs> that's exactly right. Here's what here's what I want. <laughs> there t- there appears to be a lot of uh, turmoil, uh, some turmoil in Corinth, which is why he's writing these letters. I mentioned earlier in another podcast where they were talking about circumcision, whether mm-hmm. you know you should be circumcised or not circumcised, and mm-hmm. uh, you know Paul basically says, listen, whatever you do, do in the name of God. Well, you know, he's also, you know, really going through all the things that they may be familiar with, you know, which like, you know, Moses' law, you know, you know, all this, you know, all that. <coughs> right, exactly. You in, know, in the earlier know. version in um, – I think in, I think earlier he says, you know, you know, you know, Moses said you must not muzzle uh, the ox when it is threshing. I mean, it's just like, you know, this list of things that they, <laughs> they, right. they should and shouldn't do, should and shouldn't do. Yeah. And I had read uh, we had breakfast this morning and we were talking about – to get some context, it's always good to read before and after you know, a particular verse to find out, you know, what the context is. And I'm not going to delve too deep into it, but you're absolutely right. Paul talks about Moses, and uh, I think in uh, 10 verse, I will go to uh, verse 2. Uh, they were all baptized. Well, actually, let me, let me go to verse 1. For I do not want to you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers, that our forefathers were all under cloud, and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them. And that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered over the desert. Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolaters, as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in pagan revelry. And I can go on and on and on. But basically he's saying, listen, you know, Moses brought the Ten Commandments and, you know, the, uh, the, the Israelites instead, you know, worshipped the, um, the, the golden calf and, uh, you know, indulged in all sorts of things yeah. that uh, they knew were wrong. Mm-hmm. And throughout this chapter, he, I mean, throughout Corinthians, he's, mm-hmm. he's telling them, he goes, I realize you people are weak. Yeah. You know, weak in spirit, weak in may, maybe the knowledge of what you should do for one another. Mm-hmm. And I think in this verse, and we'll, we'll read it again, this, yeah. this particular uh, chapter 10, verse 13. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read my version. It's sure. a little bit different. Sure. Uh, the language is a little bit looser. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, oh gosh, this is the Common English Bible. A fresh translation to touch the heart and mind. <laughs> I don't know. I go. got it on the free shelf, folks. So, yeah. I got, you know, <laughs> it's hardly Lutheran, but I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. We'll see. We'll still the Bible. We'll see. So, in my version, it says, No temptation has seized you that isn't common for people. But God is faithful. He won't allow you to be tempted beyond your abilities. Instead, With the temptation, God will also supply a way out so that you will be able to endure it. Yep. So, you know, it's it's reassuring Mm -hmm. because I'm sure, you know, you're a weak people and and, and being recognized that there's a lot of spiritual weakness and Mm -hmm. maybe intellectual weakness because you're not familiar with all the things that you should do. Right. You you know, things you shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. uh, You're sitting there saying, you know, you can – you can rely on on yourselves and each other. Mm-hmm. You have the ability within you. Yeah. Because God wouldn't let you just walk around messed up. Exactly. You know? Paul acknowledges, listen, you have temptations. There are, you know, um, what I call little itches that you want to scratch. Mm-hmm. 
But he's basically saying, and it is reassuring thing, if you choose to believe in it, that God has provided everything for you, everything that you can uh, that you can want. Mm -hmm. And you have, you know, among the people, you know, we were talking about, once again, you know, the, the two great commandments that Jesus says, uh, you know, love God and also love your neighbor. Yeah, that's the basic how-to. Right. But then you need a how-to for that. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, sure, exactly. And you need reassurance. Yeah. And this is a little bit of that reassurance. One of the questions that we came up, and it doesn't have anything to do with this verse, but sure. this week in Bible study, one, mm -hmm. of the, one of the throw-out questions, and I love that. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really get into it because we don't have a lot of time. Yeah. You know, just like we don't have a lot of time today. Right. Is that... Think of the one, some of the gifts that you've been given mm -hmm. that are individual to you. Yeah. Gifts that you have that, that uh, enable you to, mm -hmm. you know, to work spiritually throughout your life, to, yeah. to remain sane, mm -hmm. to stay uh, away from temptation, mm -hmm. or, to, or to enhance mm -hmm. you know, life on earth and life with other people and yourself. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I had to think a little bit about that because sure. you know, there are some. There are quite a few. Yeah, I... Um I always, always go back to my youth, but I remember one, there was one time my grandmother had made – She, my grandmother was famous for making um, all sorts of apple uh, stuff. She loved to bake, mm -hmm. and uh, she would always uh, bake um, gingerbread. No, I don't well. know if you had gingerbread when you were a kid. <laughs> uh, I had weird little cookies my grandmother made. She never made anything normal. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, but gingerbread I, sounds like it would have been nice. Yeah. and I think my but, grandmother made bourbon balls. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in any case um, – I would always go to the store and buy some chocolate donuts, and it always break her heart. She's like, "Listen, I've made gingerbread, and I made it, you know, out of the goodness of my heart, and I, you know, work hard in the kitchen, and you're just gonna go to the store." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, I just don't know if it'll feed me." And of course, the better she t she would take away the uh, the chocolate donuts. I still had it. I didn't even eat it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she would give me the gingerbread, and that would fill me up. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of this verse where we think. Because when I think about temptation, a lot of us, whether it be drinking, whether it be cheating, mm -hmm. whether it be, um, you know, whatever it is, gambling, um, we think we sort of need that. That's, you know, that what we have isn't enough, mm -hmm. that uh, we just need just a little something. Like um, I've heard from people who are, who are alcoholics or recovering alcoholics. They're like, well, let me just hit, you know, let me just get one more. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me just, you know, just top. I don't know, top my day off or whatever. Right. One little thing of gin isn't going to do anything to me. You know, I'm not going to get drunk or whatever. But they feel my, I, I won't be complete unless I just have that one little thing. Hmm. And, uh, and of course, the one little thing is never enough, and it just continues and continues. And, um, you know, you, you go down a dark hole right. for, for a lot of folks. I suppose. Yeah. yeah that's all I can – yeah, I can, yeah. I can relate to that. But, and you know, you just have to – like I think about um, – Psalm twenty three. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. I know you've been you've been hitting on that one a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, I remember being a kid, you know, just um, you know, uh, just be, that being drilled, drilled in my. And uh, we've all heard the phrase, you know, you know, you're not given anything that you can't handle. Right. The Lord wouldn't give you anything. Yeah. That, that sounds really trite when you, you just yeah. say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. like, oh, thanks a lot. Yeah. That means you're not going to help me, right? Yeah. And I suppose if Deb were here, she'd probably ask us because she's always good in challenging us, saying, oh, you know, right. what what are the temptations that we deal with? Mm. I'm not going to sure if I'll tell you, you know, like whatever temptations. I don't have a lot of vices. I mean, I do have some, but I know some triggering things are, you know, when I'm alone. Um, 
you know, if I weren't doing this podcast right now, I'd probably be rolling in the bed, you know, just. Well, everything you <laughs> just described out. to me yeah. is, is kind of like, you know, drinking, gambling, whatever. It's because it's a solo act. Exactly. Pretty much. I mean, you're, <clears throat> unless you're, you know, doing it with a. A yeah, ga- a gang or a mob, sure. you know. I mean, sometimes you can have bad friends, you know, bad fellowship. Who, you know, folks are like, "Hey, you know, yeah. come on, let's get a drink or something like that." And you know, it's wrong, but you're like, "Well," and I've heard people say, "Social drinking." Well, I don't usually drink, but I'm among friends or these are my coworkers, and they usually drink, and I guess I have to. Well, well actually, you don't. <laughs> well, we were, we were saying today, and I get, you know, and I'm speaking for the mm-hmm. <coughs> maybe one of the few advantages of being an older person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> starting to be an older person, right? Is that when I was young, I, to escape reality was just, you know. That's exactly right. Was an, an everyday kind of payday. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, I got all the time in the world. Yep. I, I don't need, I can procrastinate and I can. Sure. You know, I, I can I can smoke that reef and feel okay and then get, you know, mm-hmm. you know I'll get on with things eventually. Yeah. And I think uh, as we get older, emotionally, you know, mm-hmm. dealing, with a, dealing with feelings, dealing with anxiety, dealing with anything, dealing with the reality. Sure becomes uh, more salient and persistent yeah you know it's 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 like uh yeah i could put it off but how much longer am i going to put it off i mean yeah it becomes it becomes something you know it's not it's it's still not easy yeah it's not easy whether that means you know addressing your feelings or addressing you know your Mm -hmm. anxiety or you know confronting yeah some temptation yeah you know or some habit or whatever sure um you know it becomes um not easier, but becomes more important and put and puts it on the front burner. Yeah, at least a lot, or it should. Yeah, I you think know? you know one of the benefits of getting old um, is you know what you can deal with, what you can't deal with. You know what um, y- you sort of realize how infallible you are. You know, when you're young, you think you're Superman or Wonder Woman. You know, yeah. you think you can take on anything and whatever emotions can. You know, it's and if the, con- is in if the consequences build up, then you can deal with that later. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> pay, mm-hmm. pay it off later. Yeah. And um, like, you know, I was telling you today, like I had a bit of a stomach ache because I had some fried chicken uh, le- yesterday. And I know my body. I know that my body, uh, I'm, I've been in and out of the bathroom, you know, for yeah. most of it, the it, morning. And it knows you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it, that, that's a small temptation. Um, and I, I don't usually indulge into it. But I know what it will do to me. And I think we all know, we know what's bad. We know it's bad. We know, you know, when I talk about the proverbial itch, that's an analogy that I really like because it, you know, it just fits so well. And I think we all can relate to that. It's like your doctor will tell you, hey, don't scratch that. <laughs> that's healing. Whatever. It may be a, uh, a scratch or it may be a, um, a scar that you have. Yeah. But you want to scratch it and, you know, it'll get worse. It'll just get worse and worse if you do. Yeah. Well, like, you know, all the, all these like like this particular this particular part of the mm-hmm. uh, of the Corinthians, you know, yeah. it, you know, goes through dresses all, all the all the things that these Paul Paul thinks these these people are kind of struggling with. Yeah. But the the next part, you know, is like what I was telling you. I mean, he he does talk. I mean, I'm talking about uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you look onward to, you know, chapter thirteen, chapter fourteen. Mm-hmm. You know, he's saying, you know, there are gifts. There, yeah. These are you know there are gifts that are inherently that you know. That are, are within you, yeah. Which uh, Creator <coughs> is, is, has placed within you in the first in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, you know, it's 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 there. Mm-hmm. It's been there. You know, whatever love and whatever gifts have been bestowed on you, mm-hmm. and then it's been confirmed, yeah, uh, through uh, the acceptance and the 
and, and the understanding of, uh, of Christ's teachings. It's, right. It's kind of like you have the gifts, you understand the gifts, yeah. and, the, and, and if you don't understand them, it's even been confirmed. Yeah, you know, so. and I think it's, it's something that Christians even understand even now. We, you and I were talking um, in the morning, not only what tempts us, but also what gets us out of our temptation, what gets us back into the light, or what pushes us away from, I mean, all of us have had temptations or vices or whatever, and we've been able to, for the most part, say, no, I know this is wrong. One thing that I think about is um, connecting fellowship. Like me being with you connects me to what I need to focus on mm-hmm. my Christianity and you know the fact that you know God is with me and that I I don't need let's say whatever the vices or temptations that you know may that may tempt me or whatever mm-hmm. and I think fellowship is is an important thing because we do isolate ourselves when we do these bad things yeah well uh, it's also you know when we see others you know who are rubbing us the wrong way this is one of the things that I think like. I, I feel success, mm-hmm. you know, in my life right now. Yeah. Uh, because, and I don't know whether it's my training as an actor that kind of made mm-hmm. me feel like this, mm-hmm. you know, or made me kind of like get into this this kind of uh, way of thinking. But one of the things that I, I really feel blessed about is like, you know, sometimes I, I'll, you know, I'll knock heads with people. They'll just rub me the wrong way. Yep. And I don't know why. Yeah. You know, I don't know what their motives are or I don't know whether I've done something or they've done something. I don't, you know, it's just... It's just, you know, it's just like, you, you know, you know, those people, yeah. you know, it's just like no matter what they say, or it's just like, oh, no, these, yep. these people are just like jacking with me. Yep. And, yep. and and one of the things that I feel good about and mm-hmm. proud about and rely on, one, you know, and, and God bless for, for this happening is that I can without hesitation go to the little empathy mm-hmm. thing and just try and empathize with them. And that's a good point. The, and, 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 you know, and, and you learn that as an actor when you're communicating the scene and it's like you've got to empathize with your characters, the other characters. Sure. You, gotta, you know, because it, it's an, it's necessary to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, with them, the audience and everything mm-hmm. and, and the playwright. But, you know, in day to day life, I feel like we just get turned off. Yeah. And most of us. And so I, I try to empathize with you. And if you, even if you can't see in them and you can't most mm-hmm. of the time, you don't know what motivates people. Right. You know, they could be just saying, just thinking the same thing about you. God. Man, Craig, <laughs> right. Craig just irritates the fuck out of me, and I don't know why. I don't, sure. And I don't sure. want to know why. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> you know. Just. But. But. But beyond that, one mm-hmm. of the things I've learned from from you, and that's oh. brought to the table, yeah, is in, is that not only is it important to empathize or try to empathize, yeah, but try and believe in the other person. I that's mean, interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, try and believe. I mean, we talk about it. You talk about it in your preamble. Yeah. Um, did we do the preamble today? I did. Okay. <laughs> it, I just it just goes through my. It, it's the, okay. Yeah. We talk about it. It's like believing that there is good in in other people. Believing exactly. in the, believing that there, even if you don't see it. Yeah. That there is goodness in them. Yeah. And if you can like mm-hmm. express that, even yeah. to somebody who's. You know, you're like button heads with. Sure. It's like no matter what's happening, man, you piss me off. I'm pissing you off. I am looking to look you in the eye. Yeah. And I'm gonna uh, like try and find. <laughs> sure. Find that yeah. spark. Yeah. Which tells me that you know. Yeah. You know, beyond whatever disagreements we're having, right. beyond whatever friction. Right. There is there's a good person whose intent is to, mm-hmm. to is to do good. Yeah, that, that's a and very. I, I feel really great about that. That is a gift to me. 
Yeah, no, it's absolutely right. And that is a temptation when you deal with anger or you're wanting to, you know, to react to someone. Like my job, I work for the DA's office in San Francisco, and I'm a paralegal, and I deal with so many people with different personalities, both my coworkers and also people outside agencies who usually come in because they need our office to do something. So you see, you interact with a lot of different folks. Oh, sure, and everyone has a different motive, and everyone handles their thing ways differently. Like, you know, some people will panic. Hey, I'm in trial. I need this. This isn't working. Come, 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 come. And... You mentioned, you know, as an actor, we focus not on, on, on what motivates us as our character, but what motivates the, the, the other person that we're working with. And you're right. There's, there's a little voice in my head that says, okay, why is this person doing this? Um, put myself in this person's shoes. That's, you know, a part of empathy. And I think it's very, very important. You know, we usually get into uh, politics and um, – not that there's anything new going on this week or whatever. I mean, uh, there are <clears> – <throat> I'm still thinking about, you know, the ice rates that have been going on. And there's a battle between Jeff Sessions and uh, the Libby Schaff, I think, who is the uh, the mayor of Oakland. And, you know, I think about empathy. I think about, well, hey, you know, if – how can this country, the United States of America, how can we call ourselves, you know, the land of the free and the home of the brave if we don't have empathy for people who are – I wouldn't say the lowest, but, you know, they're the ones who really, really need the ones who come to this country to better themselves, to better their families. Sure, some do commit crime, but, you know, a lot of them just work jobs that that we would never want to do. So, you know, I wonder about that. Uh, I I think that we need to have empathy, like the school shootings and, and the Me Too movement. I mean, the umbrella that I look at it as as a Christian is how much empathy do we have for others? Not just feeling sorry for someone, but really understanding their shoes. If you're a man, put yourself in a woman's shoes. Yeah, Daisy used to say to me, you know, you don't like rich people, do you? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, said, I said, no, I, I really kind of don't. And she goes, well, because, yeah. you know, they feel like I require sure. em- empathy, empathy. Right. But they don't feel like they require empathy. Sure. Empathy. empathy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's kind of like for the most part. It's like, yeah. it's, it's like. I'm talking about, you know, the need to, sure, you know, bestow empathy on people and right. the need to have it, mm-hmm. you know, have other people granted to you. Sure. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that's something that's sort of difficult just to get across the board. It is. And people come from different cultures, different, th- different ways of life. You know, there I, are. I think Libby, you know, expressed an mm-hmm. empathy for a lot of speaking for a lot of people who live here. Right. That's you exactly know, right. Which is kind of her job. Right. You know? That is the job of a public servant. You yeah. know, tell that to Mr. Trump. <laughs> well, he doesn't require empathy. He's never had. <laughs> he's, he's never had. You know, some people need it. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's ever really needed it. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I, I, you, how can you call yourself a Christian without having empathy, without having empathy for anyone? Well, I, I mean, uh, you know, the whole idea of, you know, understanding the crucifixion is, you know, it's a tough one to swallow, believe me. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, there's so much suffering and so much pain and and to feel, you know, as if, my goodness, you know, I mean, I I could never endure that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the first step. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it's it's kind of like one of those things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and Paul in this, you know, getting back to Corinthians, Mm -hmm. I mean, um, the idea that you know that temptation mm-hmm. is going to seize you, is going to grab you, and yeah. and and distract you from yeah. 
you know, every other thing that's important. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he illustrates, at least in, you know, really kind of like stark language that, yeah. you know, this is a human thing. It's a, it, you know, don't think that it's unique. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is everyday stuff. Yeah. And, and along with everyday stuff. You know, every everyday problems. You're going to get everyday answers. Yeah. And know? I think I think as Paul writes this, us talking about empathy, we're really talking about <clears throat> you know communicating with people who are different from who we are. And that's exactly what's happening here in the time of of, of Corinth mm-hmm. when when Paul writes this. Yeah. He's really you know not only verse ten, but I talked about you know the whole um, the circumcision thing. He's dealing with one group of people who are like, hey, listen, this is the way that we've learned how to communicate with God. This, it, it very almost like Pharisees. Hey, you, you, the, the rules are you have, to be, you have to be circumcised. You have to do things this way. This is the way that it was written. And if you don't do it this way, then you're not a Christian. And then you, there are other groups of people who are like, hey, you know, we do things differently, but we've communicated with, you know, we've written, read the Bible and we're, we're reading the words of um of Paul and we're you know we're trying to you know get into this Christianity but we don't necessarily do things this way. I think Paul is trying to say listen, we have to work with one another. We have to uh, you have to empathize with people who don't uh do things differently. Let's, let's say someone who is uncircumcised, you know, don't don't um discriminate or you know, don't be a Pharisee by, you know, casting shade or or whatever just because someone does something differently. You know, we're we're all brothers in Christ, even if we speak different tongues and and do things different ways. Well, Christianity back then, uh, when it first was was hitting hitting the ground running, mm-hmm. uh, really got in the way of laws. Yeah, and laws were working for the most part for society. You know, for the most part, pretty okay. Mm-hmm. And then here comes um, here comes Christ to say, yep. the laws of man are full of wrath, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with divine law, right? Or spiritual law, right? <laughs> you know, what I mean, right. I mean, and 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 we were we were studying this word wrath, and I forget where uh, Father Justin likes to pull out the Greek dictionary and get uh-huh. all get uh-huh. all nerdy about it. Yeah, but but wrath was uh, not just anger, not just ire. It was it was kind of like this gut emotion, Ooh. you know, that would just like, you know, yeah, an emotion that would tear you up inside. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and to, and and to sit there and say the laws of man, yeah. Are, 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 are wrathful. Are, are wrathful. Yeah. You know, and, and there's this other side of, of law. Mm-hmm. There's this other side of, of divinity, <clears throat> you know, that has nothing to do with the laws of man. That is like, mm-hmm. you know, not full of just that kind of like, right. you know, gritty, dirty emotion. Yeah. It, it has you know, has joy, it has peacefulness, it has serenity, it has yeah. love. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that was kind of like the new thing with this, with this Christian theology. It was just like, oh, my God, you know, this is uh, – this is kind of flying in the face, mm-hmm. and, and you know of a, lo- of a lot of what we know. Yeah. So Paul in these letters is writing, yeah. writing, saying like, "You know this, you know that, you know this, you know that." Mm-hmm. We're putting a new spin. Yeah, <laughs> we're putting a new spin. Yeah, you know, you say it far more eloquent, eloquently than no. I am. I mean, because you're right. The laws, the Old Testament laws, are wrathful I mean, we laws. S- we still struggle with laws, even with the you know like Sh- like, sure. like I showing up and you know trying to like. Yeah, put thousands of people off. You know, you know, turn yeah. turn thousands of people away from their homes and families and what have you. Yeah, or you know, the Republicans um, trying to find another law, which is a sort of a, a watered down version of gun control. You still have your AKs or and your and your semi-automatics, but you know, we'll raise the age limit to twenty one. 
you know, is that a nice little buffer that'll appease everybody? And, you know, I'm, I roll my eyes. Yeah. But um, it's funny that you mentioned wrath. I can't remember a time, I mean, talking about temptation, that I was ever wrathful. I mean, I've, I guess I've been angry at times, but just furious. I mean, uh, a type of anger that just comes from the, the gut. I don't well, think I've ever, I don't know, I, I can't remember being ever being that angry. Oh, I have. <laughs> 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 I'm not, and I know people can relate to. That. I've been so I've been so uh, yeah. ang- you know it doesn't last. Yeah, but I've been so angry sometimes that I just start shaking. Wow, I know like wow. I've been like a little volcano. Wow, look out, people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you are not. You know, like you weren't reading the Bible and you weren't so. At that particular moment, no, I was not. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's another way of of pushing away from temptation. You know, getting back to our our theme, I think. The more, you know, people are like, oh, gee, you know, why, why do I read the Bible? But it's one of those, it's like a workout. It's like when you read the Bible, when you pray, when you fellowship, when you go to church, it may seem like a routine thing, but just like working out, all of a sudden your muscles get stronger and all of a sudden you can lift like, you know, when I first started lifting weights, it was only 20 pounds, which is very wimpy. (laughs) I'm impressed. (laughs) Uh, But after a while you can go, okay, I can do 25, I can do 30, I can do 35. And all of a sudden, you know, you feel stronger and you feel stronger in your faith when you when you are stronger and all of a sudden your temptations, the things that you felt, oh, my God, I need this. I need this, whatever the it is, whether it be a cigarette or a drink or whatever it is, you become stronger enough to to fight these things, even wrathfulness. I mean, I'm sure as as we've delved into the Bible and all this stuff. I'm sure you haven't felt, you know, whatever those wrathful feelings. I remember you talking when we first did the podcast about um, work. You were talking about, you know, you were going through some difficulties at work. Right, right. And um, and I think, you know, you had some real emotions involved in that. I, I, do you still? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, it's time to time. Of yeah. Of course. But, you know, I have a, I have a lot but of. But I'm sure it's not as intense as it was back then. No, it passes. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, everybody has ups and downs. Sure, I mean, of you know, course. I have good days, bad days. I have like conflicts and, yeah. and they're resolved. But. I found a way to diffuse them really quite easily. I mean, it's just like that, you know, like like we're talking about all these temptations, all these kind of wrathful feelings. They yeah. usually happen by yourself. Yep. In your head. Yep. Or you know, when you when you're not you know kind of interacting when mm-hmm. when it's difficult to interact. Maybe you're alone. Maybe you t- it's like I got nobody to talk to about this sure. crap. Sure. You know. Or, yeah. But w- one of the you know one of the things that I found and. You know, through prayer, I can mm-hmm. do that alone. Yeah. I can do that with a group. Sure. Uh, but, but the idea of just reaching out and um, I, I know, I know, we may say like, you know, well, this, we're being evangelical. Well, yeah, but it's, it's serving a purpose. It's serving mm-hmm. a purpose for me personally, mm-hmm. and I think it's serving a purpose for a community. Yep. And I think it's serving a purpose for you know, sitting here with you and. Sure. I'm, uh, it's keeping you off the streets, keeping That's me exactly off the streets. Right. That's <laughs> exactly what you I need. It. <laughs> I, do, I totally need it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I'm, I'm just saying the the avenues are there. Yep. It's a matter, of, and the avenues are within you if yeah. you want to choose. The, yeah. the you know. That's exactly where, where right. Where to go? Yeah. You know, and it's it, it's not impossible. Paul says these are common human mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And, and God is faithful. Yeah. Not going to let you fall down, yeah, for no unnecessary reason without the props to get you back up again. Yeah, it's one of the great things about Paul. I mean, that's why Paul is considered the Gentiles' apostle, where he can talk to the common man and speak in sort of common language, 
that um, that all of us can understand. No, he wrote. All, uh, I don't know if he wrote these letters or if he had people helping him write mm-hmm. these letters, mm-hmm. but uh, they go to a you know a lot of different you know factions of people around around this particular early mm-hmm. early part of the world. Yeah, <coughs> dealing with you know whole hosts of different problems. Yeah. And trying to talk to them in slightly different ways, sometimes the same ways, but, you know, with sometimes one message, sometimes a more specific message. Yeah. But it, it was all kind of individually catered to what they, what he felt like, you know, or, mm-hmm. or the early Christians felt like, this is what they need to hear right now. Yep. You know? Yeah. You know, so they need to, you know, they need to stop this idolatry or they need to, they need to get together or they need a little bit of hope. Yeah. You know, they need some reassurance. Yeah. You like know. I'm reading, um, this is uh, this is further in verse 10, First uh, Corinthians 10. This is actually um, 27, and he's talking about because we were talking about how people from different cultures <coughs> and um, and different. You have two types of individuals, both two types of people, both um, figuring out how to um, how to worship and praise God. He says here, if some unbeliever invites you to a meal and you want to go, eat whatever is put before you without raising questions of conscience. But if anyone says to you, this has been offered and sacrificed, then do not eat it, um, both for the sake of the man who told you and for conscience sake. The other man's conscience, I mean, not yours. For why should my freedom be judged by another's conscience? If I take part in the meal with thankfulness, why am I denounced? Because of something I thank God for. Okay, actually, uh, let me let me keep on going. So, whenever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the Church of God. Even as I try to please everybody in every way, for I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. <laughs> yeah, really. The first thirty-one is where I was going for where. Um, He's basically saying, listen, you may, you know, you, you're going to interact with people who don't believe in you or whatever. Your job is not to say, hey, listen, you are wrong and I don't eat that or I don't drink that or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's basically saying, you know, whatever you do, um, yeah, whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Um, you know, when, when you interact with someone, um, they may do things completely differently. You know, you're... It's not just communicating. It's not just your bond with God, but it's your bond with it's your bond with people. Mm-hmm. It's your bond with people to um, to um, if you can't let's say that you can't bring them closer initially to God, you can at least bring them initially closer to you, and and have that bond of friendship. And through that, you know they can they can communicate with God, or you know you can um, bond with them and um, and and empathize with them. I think it's I think it's a verse of empathy. This verse thirty one. Well, everybody needs everybody, yeah. and 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 that's kind of a. I think that's what Paul's trying to get across. I think later on he talks about like the human body, and if you, you know, mm-hmm. what if the whole body were just an eyeball? Yeah. You know, then you couldn't hear anything. Sure. You know, and sure. And why would the hand say it's better than the foot and all this other stuff? Right. You know, but he's, he's sitting there talking the body of Christ. The body of Christ is the human body. And, and and he's saying all of humanity is the human body. That's you can't exactly live right. without you, each other. You that's need a, each other. That's exactly right. You know, you can sit there and you know ignore mm-hmm. the fact that you know this guy does this thing and that guy does that thing. Yeah. And, you know, I'll never see the 
reasons or the why. Mm-hmm. You know, they do what they do. Mm-hmm. They seem to get on. Why should I care? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I think what, you know, what Christ is trying to say is embrace <laughs> all these things. Yeah. It's not up to you to understand that I made all these things. You know, God made all these things, you mm-hmm. know, to help you. Yeah. He made this other person who does this weird, weird ass stuff you don't understand. He's here for a reason. Yeah. It's like you're here for a reason. Yeah. You know, just understand that there's, that's what I'm talking about. You know, it's like mm-hmm. empathy is, it, empathy is just, you know, going like, okay, I, you know, I feel for you. Sure. Even though I don't really understand what the hell you're coming from. Right. Belief that it's good. That's exactly right. Now that's a little deeper. Yeah. That, that takes a little bit more digging in. Right. That means like. Okay, I don't understand you, but somewhere along the way, mm-hmm. I'm going to get this, and it's going to be okay for me. It's all going to work out. Yeah, it's all going to work out for you. Mm-hmm. It's all going to work out for us. Yep. You know, yep. We may not. We may, you know, get there by like strange, you know, network <laughs> of nerve endings. Right. But it'll happen. That's exactly <laughs> you know, right. It will happen. We are connected. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'll put a button because I know we have to. We have to get going. Yeah. But there's one thing that I did think about getting back to the whole temptation. We're talk, when we talk about empathy and we talk about, you know, what, what Paul is doing, connecting two groups together in the name of God, one thing about temptation, it sort of dehumanizes us. It pulls us away from civilization. It pulls us away from, from what it is to, to be human and to be civilized. Mm-hmm. Think about it. When we drink, when we um, commit acts of violence, when we... Um, Deconnect de- de- from our spouses by e- cheating. Lie to each other. Whatever. Lie to each other. Mm-hmm. It separates us from hu- from our humanity. It separates us. You know, if if you cheat on your wife, it separates you from your home. If you smoke, you know, you you're separating yourself from your healthy body. Um, when you drink and you know you act up and you know you go crazy and. I don't know, you beat up somebody or something like that. You separate yourself from society. It's almost a dehumanization. So if you think about temptation, delving into your temptation dehumanizes you. Separating yourself from temptation and getting back into the light of God is a way of rehumanizing yourself. And I really think that that is what God wants. Well, you know, and it's mm-hmm. and it's difficult when you're without the direct answers or without, you know, direct communication. I mean, like not everybody could go to temple. Right. So, so the body of Christ became a temple, and then Christ says, "Your body is a temple." Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go to temple; you right. have one within you. That's exactly you right. Know, I, mean, I mean, you can fellowship anywhere. He gave you God on the go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? That's exactly right. You know? So it's these things are not impossible. They're a little bit abstract. Yes, and sometimes they're hard to get to directly. Mm-hmm. A lot easier with other people. A lot easier, you know, mm-hmm. w- with fellowship and with you know, like a church home or whatever. That's exactly right. But. Uh, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. It actually can be done. Yep. So I guess so. we're wrapping it up. Absolutely right. I got to run to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you got to take Daisy. I okay. guess uh, Daisy's uh, heading home, huh? She is. She good. Is. Good for her. Yeah. Gonna have a nice weekend with her family. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna close this in prayer. Sure. I'm gonna say, uh, dear Lord, thank you once again. Um, what a perfect way to spend a Saturday morning and and digging into to your word and, and we feel very very thankful and blessed uh, that we have a means and you know to, to be with each other to talk with each other and to and to express our love and we hope that you know we can go on throughout our day and the days to come expressing that love understanding it deepening it and giving it uh, 
to ourselves and to, and to all the people we interact with. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, another one bites the dust. Mm-hmm. Felt, felt good. <laughs> all right. All right, so here's my last blurb. Faith is a podcast to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church, which have made you turn your back on God. You can still have faith. We ask you to listen to this podcast, even challenge us on Facebook or SoundCloud, and share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up iTunes, click on Store, go to the uh, search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for you got to have faith, and you'll find us. If you use Android, download SoundCloud or just go on the SoundCloud.com uh, website, search for us, you got to have faith, and you'll find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Thank you.